What is up guys, it is Quinn here. And in this video, I'm gonna be going through my week nine start sets at the tight end position, going through all 13 matchups, talking about every single fantasy relevant tight end, listing them as either a start, sit, or a fringe option. Starts we want in our lineup, sits we're obviously sitting, and then fringe options are like back end tight end ones, high end tight end twos. Just uh, to let you know before we do jump into the video, this week is kind of a weird spot because there's actually a decent amount of starting caliber tight ends that are on buy. So there's going to be, you know, a few, not a few, you know, there's going to be a decent chunk of starts, but there's going to be a lot of fringe plays this week. So, you know, if you have a fringe option, I wouldn't be overly concerned because it is a week where we do have a lot of these starting guys on buy. If you guys have any fantasy questions, drop them down below. I'll respond back to every single person. Uh, and then if you enjoyed the video, hit that like button. It helps me out a lot. But let's jump into the first matchup, Thursday Night Football, Eagles taking on the Texans. I think we have a pretty clear start and a pretty clear sit. We're going to continue to fire up Dallas Goddard as a mid-tier tight end one, and then uh, sitting OJ Howard for the Texans. Then moving over to Sunday, we have the Chargers taking on the Falcons. And I actually have both Everett and Kyle Pitts listed as fringe plays. For Everett, you know, so far he's been back in tight end one, high end tight end two territory. I think he's kind of just settled into that spot. So I think a fringe play is, you know, pretty normal here for Everett. Now for Kyle Pitts, I feel like some people are going to be totally back in on Kyle Pitts, totally jumping back on the bandwagon after his five for 80 and a touchdown game. And, you know, honestly, heading into the season, I was big on Kyle Pitts. I think I have him on at least two redraft teams. So I was very in on Kyle Pitts. I was willing to take him mid-third, late-third. So I was a big Kyle Pitts guy. I'm really not going to be overreacting, you know, hugely to this big game. Like, we know Kyle Pitts is talented, so he's going to have a few of these throughout the season. But, like, has the identity of the Falcons offense changed? I don't think so. You know, like, are they going to become, you know, this decently pass-heavy team? I'm not expecting it. So I think at best, Kyle Pitts is still a fringe option moving forward. Last week, I listed him as a sit. I don't think one big game can take him from a sit all the way back to someone that I really want in my lineup. So he's going to settle in here on the fringe. I mean, I'm hoping he can turn it around. If he can keep this going, I will be a very happy man. But I do think we have to be a little skeptical, and we can't just buy back in after one game. Now moving over to the Dolphins, taking on the Bears. For the Dolphins, I have Mike Gusecki here as like a lower end fringe play. He had a decent game on a Sunday, three for 38 with a touchdown. The problem is his raw participation has fallen back down. He had a game or two where he was up there 70 plus percent. He was down to 58% this past week. So I think he's a fringe play. He's gonna have touchdown upside, but he's not someone who like needs to be started. On the other side with the Bears, I believe Cole Komet had his first touchdown of the season. Still not someone we can be relying on for fantasy. Then we have the Panthers taking on the Bengals. For the Panthers, I think Tommy Tremble is a clear sit. For the Bengals, I think Hayden Hurst will continue to be a solid fringe option. He's going to have touchdown upside on that offense. You know, he gets a decent amount of week-to-week -week involvement, but someone, you know, he's replaceable, but you also don't feel terrible tossing him in there as your tight end one. Then in a divisional matchup, we have the Packers taking on the Lions. For the Packers, I think we can continue to fire up Robert Tanyan as a fringe play. You don't love it, but with the bye weeks this week, you know, like Schultz on bye, Dulcich on bye, Kittle on bye, I'm probably forgetting a solid tight end or two. I think he's a fringe play. And then for the Lions, normally this would be a TJ Hawkinson slot, but as I'm sure most of you know, TJ Hawkinson is now a Minnesota Viking. So we're sitting here with Brock Wright, not someone I'm interested in playing here. Then this next matchup, we have the Raiders taking on the Jaguars. 
For the Raiders, like in these videos, I just continually assume that Darren Waller is going to play. If Waller suits up, I think he's definitely a start, especially this week. On the other side with the Jaguars, I think Evan Ingram has earned the start you know, uh, designation here. He had an 100% raw participation uh, in London. That's crazy. 100% at the tight end position is wild. He turned that into four for 55 and a touchdown. This is also a great matchup against the Raiders, whose offense has basically just been a pass funnel. I believe they've given up the most points per game to the quarterback position and the tight end positions. I don't overreact to that uh, tight end number because I think that number can be fluky. But if you're giving up the most points to the quarterback, you're giving up touchdowns, you're giving up passing volume, this is a great matchup for Evan Ingram. That leads us into the Colts taking on the Patriots. For the Colts, fading Mo Cox, can't trust these tight ends. For the Patriots, it looked like Hunter Henry, you know, had a runway to be a fantasy relevant guy. Then we look at this past week, his, you know, route participation fell off. Actually, we saw Jonu Smith take a big jump. They were basically 50-50 in route participation, which is not going to fly for Hunter Henry, especially on a poor passing offense. Then we have a divisional matchup between the Bills and the Jets. For the Bills, we've seen Dawson Knox, you know, get into the end zone a few times over the past three weeks. He's still not someone I'm going to be trusting in my lineup. This is a very tough Jets defense. Dawson Knox just doesn't have the volume or the consistency. For the Jets, we've got a little Tyler Conklin uh, resurgence here. He had his route participation get bounced up to 77%. You know, that's a little lower than where he was early on in the season, but totally playable especially when you turn it into uh, six receptions for 79 yards and two touchdowns on 10 targets. So we'll see if he can keep this role. If he can, he'll probably get bumped up to a start next week, especially with the uh, Jets weapons, you know, kind of in flux here with Elijah Moore halfway benched, not getting traded. The whole thing's weird. Corey Davis banged up. I think he's a fringe start this week. Then we have the Vikings taking on the Commanders. And I have TJ Hawkinson listed as a fringe start. I feel like some people aren't going to love that. Trust me, when TJ Hawkinson is on that team for a full week, he will be a start heading into week 10. I just don't know how utilized he's going to be here in this first week. Like they may kind of settle him in, get him in there 50, 60% of snaps. I'm not trusting 50 to 60% of snaps for Hawkinson, but once he is, you know, fully into that offense, he's definitely someone I will be playing. I think this is probably an upgrade for him moving forward. So interesting to see what TJ Hawkinson will do. On the other side with the Commanders, definitely sitting Logan Thomas. Then we have the Seahawks taking on the Cardinals. For the Seahawks, uh, sit in this tight end committee between Noah Fant and Will Disley. For the Cardinals, we're going to continue to start Zach Ertz as a very strong tight end one play. Then we have the Rams taking on the Buccaneers. And Tyler Higby, really unfortunate what's kind of happened here with him. He's going to be a fringe option this week. Through five weeks, it looked like Higby was going to be a mid to high end tight end one. He was averaging 9.6 targets per game through five weeks. That is wildly impressive at the tight end position. His route participation was great. Then he suffers an ankle injury in week five. Week six, he struggles, only targeted two times. Then they have the bye. Then he comes back in week eight. Still seems, you know, semi-limited. Targeted six times, but turns that into two receptions for 15 yards. And he only had a 39% route participation. A 39% raw participation is not startable. The reason he's a start this week is in the hopes that that number jumps up because if it stays there, that is not going to be good news fantasy-wise. And then for the Buccaneers sitting Kate Otten, I think if Cam Brake continues to miss time and the Bucks offense can actually get it together, I think Otten could be a fringe play, but when the offense is performing so horribly, 
He's definitely going to be a sit. Then on Sunday Night Football, we have the Titans taking on the Chiefs. A clear sit with Austin Hooper and obviously a clear start here with Travis Kelsey. And then the final game of the week, Monday Night Football, we have the Ravens taking on the Saints. And you can see I have two tight ends here listed as a start for the Ravens, Mark Andrews and Isaiah Likely. I did this because if Mark Andrews plays, he's definitely going to be a start. If Andrew misses with his shoulder slash knee injury, then I think Isaiah Likely is actually a strong play. It's pretty rare at the tight end position where you can have like a handcuff tight end. The Ravens are really one of the only teams where you actually have that. So if Andrews plays, you're firing up Andrews, sitting Likely. If Andrews is out, you're firing up Likely, obviously then sitting Andrews if he is not playing. And then for the Saints, I've Taysom Hill as a start here. The workload we saw from Taysom Hill in week eight was very encouraging. 10 carries, two targets, one pass attempt. That's the kind of usage we want to be seeing because he can give you a floor with that usage without having to get into the end zone. Like I think he, what, he turned that like 10 carries into like 60 yards, two targets, a reception or two, and then a pass attempt for like two yards. If he's getting all these opportunities, it can give him a solid floor, but it's also going to give him more opportunities to actually capitalize and get into the end zone. So I like Taysom Hill as a mid-tier tight end one this week, especially with the guys I mentioned who are on by. But that is going to wrap it up for the week nine tight end position. If you guys enjoyed, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. You want to see the other start sits. We've got the quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers. Those are all up on my channel. So go check those out. As always, thank you for stopping by and I'll see you in the next one.